All right, guys. Well, welcome back to the Raised Hunting Podcast. We got a couple shout-outs we need to do. We got a Trevor Wentz. And what was the first name of Sheffield? I remember. Ryan. Ryan. Brian. Brian. Brian Sheffield. Thank you guys for, apparently you guys did a good job of commenting. However, you forgot to fill in the stars. They might have. I'm not 100% okay, sure. Okay, so we're not going to get on to you too hard yet. But we might, you know, so. All right, but no, anyhow, we want to just say thank you to everyone who is doing all the um uh, reviews and and people who have been sharing this with other people because the podcast continues to grow and it kind of surprises me although it doesn't surprise me that Warren's head has grown even more because someone made the comment that his going off topic was like their favorite part you do realize that if you the reason you just said that just puts it back in his head that he's going to keep doing it that's <laughs> well, I told you we're adding that segment no, we're not adding a segment to Warren's head. It's, That's not it has happening. nothing to do with my head. If the it's the if wacky the, facts. The people okay. have spoken and they enjoy. The people have spoken. They Whatever. enjoy. We have to provide for them what they want. Okay. All right. This isn't well, about us. This is about them. Okay. Well, no, today it's a democracy. On, in on unlike top North of Korea, my two special guests that are here every week, which is my two boys that ride the short bus. David Jong Un. You produced us, so what's I, that say about you? Apple I doesn't fall far from the tree there. Well, I'm gonna talk Ooh. to your mama because I'm quite certain that this we ain't all me. <laughs> <laughs> but we do have a special guest here today. Eddie Diaz has come all the way from the East Coast from Jersey, yes, sir. To visit us, and so, and I, and he's got a shirt on that kind of telltales what's going on in his life, which I think is pretty cool. Dumbbells, deadlifts, and diapers, because he is about to become a dad. Pretty excited about that. But yeah, you should be. Yes, sir. Well, welcome to Iowa. Welcome to the Raised Hunting Podcast. Glad to have you here. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Eddie is a big hunter, and he's uh, an instructor for Raised to Full Draw, and and he's uh, that's why he's been out here this week. We had. Really good, really good camp. Fifty-seven kids. We had overload, so good time though. But uh, and then we might get out and do a little fishing here later. Yeah. All right. Well, let's. What are we going to talk about today? As far as specifically, Warren said it's East Coast versus Midwest. <laughs> oh yeah. So Straight. your gangster symbols you think are going to go? That the M. It's an M. Yeah. For what? Then Midwest. I'll do. Midwest. Wait. Why don't you just do this? Then you could do both. You just do it like that. Is that backwards for you guys? There. Midwest. Just simple. Isn't that an actual one? The East Coast one is easy. That's I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's, how, that's how we roll right there. So that's you know that goes, for everything. That, that goes right in line with my tit or with my uh, <laughs> my off topic tip for today. Which you is not even a which, tip. Which it's just what? an interesting fact. You and named it wacky, wacky tips. Warren's, Warren. Warren's wacky tips, yes. Do you think that you're creative? Of course I am. I would beg to differ. Do you know where New Jersey got its name? No. From England. Okay. So you guys went from New England and you just went New Jersey. Where's the... Yeah, I got it. I'm going to have to double check that for... It's Hold right on. Here. I feel like that's extremely obvious from, that England but, but, would have but you also, it, you also know that England? You also know that what? I'm also and they born and raised New in Jersey. New York, so I'm a New Yorker. Let me ask you this. Where did Iowa get its Why name Why do you guys from? all do new over Ooh, there? Yeah, where did Iowa get its New name? New York, New Jersey, New England. Dude, what's we're up actually, with that? We're actually probably one of the oldest cities ever, ever probably, Was it because America. it was new? Well, yeah, at that time actually, it was new, though. Yeah. 
Now, now it maybe needs to be old Jersey and old York. That I'm going to have to look up. Huh? <laughs> that I'm going to have to look up. Well, I'm just asking. But I think that was a little before my time, I, so that was we, a, I can't be responsible yeah. for naming of something. Going off of your fact from last week, that was not even close. That was horrible. Because it was really relative? No, because it I'll wasn't even sure that great of a fact. Like, oh, oh man, I did, wouldn't have ever imagined that England would have named some of the states on the eastern part of the country. Okay, well, maybe you should do Warren's Wacky Tips next time. Facts. <laughs> you can't even get your own segment right. No, it's tips. Go back and listen. All right. Let's move on because that was yeah, not moron. beneficial whatsoever. That was not. The no, most no, half not of, of, That's what I was talking about. Half of this sucker is never beneficial. The bird so. one was funny. I'll give him that. All right. I so, forgot it, though, so it obviously wasn't that good. It was a lie bird. A lie bird. That's yep. what it was. All right. Yep. So let's talk about whitetail deer a little bit. Eddie, we, we did a little driving around, checking yep. on some stuff yesterday, and we were talking, and it's just that lull time. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. you're starting. I know you were showing me some trail camera photos, and all of us are starting to get that, like, ooh, look at this one. He's got this much antler, you know, yeah. <laughs> or it's this big around. But when do you guys really get started out there? Like, when do you really feel like that your trail cameras and stuff start lighting up? Well, I think a lot of guys, by me, don't do a lot of prep. You know, a lot of New York, New Jersey guys, I think, uh, I probably would say the majority are just wait till hunter season, they have their stand, they might go check on it. Um, but for me, you know, I kind of, I'm there all year round. Right. You know, I start, I, I didn't want to start too early this year because, you know, nothing really happens for a couple of months. But right. I did I did have a couple of deer that I wanted to see if they were still alive. What's considered too early? You already got your cameras out. I know. And I think that might have been a little too early because <laughs> <laughs> I've been getting little nubs on everybody. Um, last year I was even earlier. So What time I, did you start last year? I, February? Yeah, I had my cameras out. Some of my friends keep their cameras out all year long, especially now with, with cell cams. They keep yeah. them... They no, just keep them out all year that long. have been out all year, all year long. So, yeah, yeah, I mean... So when did you put them out last year then? May? Yeah, I had them early. Okay. So this year I was... The, I had two out in, in March I just, in Big Boy area where I have that big deer. I wanted to see if he was still alive. But that I still have... I still... No one knows where he is. He, he's a secret. But I still have like you know, a bunch of cameras that I'm not going to put out until, you know, I get back toward the end of June. You say he's a secret and you post him on your social media? No. Uh, he was on your Facebook. Yeah, one was. time, one time. People don't know where he is. God. People don't know where he is. You, don't they? No, it's not like that by me. It's not, it's, it's not like that by me. I would think it'd be more so because it's more rare. Too many people. No, yeah, it's, it's, it's not like that. People, like you guys know everyone, you know your neighbors, you know who hunts their property. It's not like that. I think the majority of people who hunt, especially the fact that it, it it's not private property. No one knows. It must so. be way different. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> more of a reason it's for because, me not because to say no one knows. No one knows necessarily where I live. So right. So it's it's it's, it's a little different. But but you got but I so we were back at um Pencil, we were in Pennsylvania for the um uh what is it now referred to? It's not the Harrisburg show. It's the the Great, Great American, American outdoor, show. outdoor show. Outdoor yes. show. What two years ago? Mm-hmm. And when we were back there, people were coming up and showing us pictures, you know, and like trail camera photos and deer they had killed. And New Jersey was one of them, but Maryland surprised me. Maryland's got some really good deer. Yeah, and then it was Delaware. Delaware. Yeah. Delaware, for mm-hmm. the as small as Delaware is, I, we kept having guys come up and say, yeah, I killed this one in Delaware. And yeah, I was there's like, thick hardwoods cow. down and they, there. And they were not. Like hundred and forty inch deer, oh. fifty inch deer. They were one hundred and seventy, one hundred and eighty inch deer. Big, big bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were so, monsters. That's weird. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. But they also, if I remember right, they were telling us that it was like it's one one buck over there. Or they have a lot of uh, 
a lot of limited um in, in Jersey or in, in Delaware. In Delaware. Like Delaware. Well, I hunted Delaware like I believe two years ago and I've seen some of their state land and it's really thick and it goes for miles and miles and miles. So there's definitely a big buck back there. It's just if you could get back there. But you right. can get a tag as a non resident. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's over the counter. Hmm. How many states do you hunt? Because you live where you can access yeah. several. Yeah, so usually usually I spend most of my time in New Jersey, but I do hunt Pennsylvania a lot as well as once occasionally upstate New York and then a, a, a Delaware or a Virginia once in a while, gotcha. which is a different type of hunting down there. Yep. So And the deer are big. Virginia, Maryland have some big deer. Yeah, I, well, I, I didn't years ago, yeah. but it's all changed. I mean, not all of it's changed, but a lot of it has changed. A lot of states have found Iowa seemed to be one of the forefront leaders in that if you have quality rather than quantity, mm-hmm. it works. And they've learned that, and I, I think that's one reason why our tag is so high and it's so sought after that you got to draw it. You know, but and so a lot of states have followed in suit with with point restrictions or with the restrictions or a combination of both, and then hunt clubs and stuff like that are doing that doing the same thing to manage their deer to get mm-hmm. to the age structure. You know, to hopefully get their deer a little older. And they're, everyone, it's paying off across the nation. I mean, you're are seeing they doing that over there though. Oh yeah, are they doing that around you guys. I don't know about in New Jersey. Yeah, I'm not sure if they're doing that by me. PA is for sure. They're, they're one of the big ones. Like a point restriction or mm-hmm. what? They went to a point restriction that was When four did they do that? Uh, well, I New York, I know New York, upstate New York has done that several years ago. So you have to have at least three points on one side. Right. So that's helped upstate New York because when I was younger, Only I would hunt. one side though? What? Like three points on each side or just no, one, one side? On one side. Okay. So let's say it was a three and then it could be a spike as long as it's that. But when I started hunting, let's say when I was 14, 30 years ago with my dad, there wasn't any. So you could go upstate New York, and there's so much dense woods, and in, 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 especially in the Catskill Mountains where I hunt, that you could literally spend a week in a tree stand and never see a deer. Found your deer. Literally never see a mm-hmm. thing. Found his deer. What do you mean? In the Catskill Mountains. What <laughs> you said when he was a kid. Oh, dang it. Oh, when I was, <laughs> when I was a kid. It's so much for so, nobody not so, knowing. <laughs> so, no, so so you'd go up there, and you go up, we'd go up during shotgun or go up early, and it's just... So people say if you go up state New York and you see a six pointer, it's a trophy because right. you might never see another deer again. An eight pointer is, is great. So, but since they've done the the antler restriction, they say now they're seeing bigger and bigger deer because guys would go up there and, you know, when I was younger, if we saw a, a four pointer, that's a you shoot it. Right. You, know, you shoot see a spike, you shoot it. Now they're not allowed to do that. Well, that was just, when I lived in Virginia as I was growing up. Same thing. I mean, it was pretty much shoot any buck you saw. Anything. And I won't I won't say that we it, it was. I don't know if it was common not to see a deer. I mean, it would happen more than it does mm-hmm. living out here or in Montana for sure. Um, you know, or even in, when I moved to Arkansas, the deer density was more. But but it wasn't uncommon to not to go hunting a day and not see a deer at all. You know, you could have that happen pretty pretty regularly. And if you were a guy like holding off for a decent sized buck, you had a good chance of eating a tag. You know, I mean, it just wasn't it wasn't like they existed everywhere. That's hence the reason. I mean, my comment to my wife years ago was, all I want to do is see a Pope and Young deer. I mean, and I was in my 20s when I said that to her. I'm still waiting. No, you've seen one <laughs> while hunting. I'm still waiting. Maybe to I mean, kill one, but yeah. I just wanted to see one. Yeah. I, had, I had never seen what I truly could say that I thought was, which I, could, I probably couldn't have scored it very well in either. I probably might have seen one and didn't know it, but I didn't see anything that was like way over, you know, 125 mm. inches. And so it's just a whole different ball game. As you move around the country, 
everyone's hunting is it's just different whether it's hunting down south and you're hunting swampland and things like that I, you guys have a little bit of both i mean i don't know about right in new jersey mm-hmm. but i know like maryland you can get into some of the um uh where the chesapeake river i mean the chesapeake bay comes in and and it's totally different than but then parts of maryland are mountainous and in, in like west virginia mm-hmm. so it's really cool you know one of the things that i i, I definitely notice it's different in hunting culture so I started bow hunting again when I was when I was 30 so you know I'm 47 been been, been a long time the last five years I've been out here the first time was you know five years ago I came out here I had 12 years of hunting bow hunting before I came out here where I am no one talks about numbers no one I didn't know what what it meant for to be 130 140 right. inch deer no one even ever says when people show deer they don't talk about numbers when I come out here it's a lot more focus on this age class this age right. class this age class guys where I am are just eight point I shot a buck point. I shot a buck that's it right they're just happy that they, they don't care what size it is and that's probably one of the reasons we don't have those upper age class deer because guys aren't letting them live that long well it's probably too partly like if it's I mean, I don't think you'd hate see hear people near as focused on the age or the size of them here if they weren't weren't that big, mm-hmm. you know. Because you get to a certain point where, yeah, a buck's a buck, but then when you get to like 150 inch deer, that that's a bigger buck. Then you get to 190 inch deer, and that that's a really big buck, you know. It's yeah. these, all these different classifications of it. I think I don't know what um, I don't know enough about the East Coast, but from what I've seen, as far as just from other people and some of the deer you've shown me, I think that you guys. The genetics of your deer are, are, are they not getting, all that far yeah, off of what we have there. here. I agree, they're getting there. Well, the deer that you've got, the, your big boy, yeah, I really think but that he's deer definitely was pushing one eighty uh, last year. But he's definitely he's definitely not the norm. He's definitely yeah. An anomaly but that is what the, I'm saying is if if you guys had the same one, you never will because you have so many more people and so many more hunters. And, mm. you're, and you're, it sounds like I think you guys have a lot more public than we do too. Where land here is a lot more controlled. That your guys is deer. If they were able to get the same age structure that ours are, then I don't know if your guys' quality would be that much different. I think genetics in terms of, I think the biggest difference is not necessarily mainframe size. It's either time length or mass. mass. I think that's one of the biggest differences because you've seen deer I showed, even that one I showed you today, size-wise, it was 23, could have been 24 inches wide, but it was pencil thin. So yeah, it's just he, is, was he two, you know, or but the genetic, But I think the genetics are different. In terms of for sure, yeah. In terms of mass, I mean, look wise, at the, you're look heavy, but even body wise, body you're, 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 you're deer are heavier. Say, 140, 150 pound dressed deer is huge. How old are those deer though? Uh, granted that they're probably only three years old. A lot of the, I don't think you're killing many five year old deer back there because they just don't have an opportunity to. Well, make there's it. not a lot of our three year olds that are going to weigh more than 150 dressed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, what you yeah. So, so what we get three year olds dressed here? I'm pretty sure mine was. He quite a ways a, over that. He was 170, wasn't he? Yeah, as a three-year-old. That one was 170. I'm, I'd have to go back and 140 look. or 170? It was 140. I think. He, well, it might have been, but you're also talking about the end of the late, rut and yeah. winter. I mean, we were almost to December. No, I don't, I don't think a, lo- a lot of our three-year-olds, I think, are still going over that pretty easily. I don't know. Look, well, man, I'm a pretty experienced three-year-old killer, <laughs> and I'm telling you right now that I think that they are bigger than that. Yeah. At least from the deer that I've seen when I'm traveling through those places, they don't even look. They just, you you're, you trap from us to there. I mean, you drive 10 hours, and you're in a different enough area that you can tell back home they're way bigger. The bodies are just. 
Even I, the does. The does look way bigger. But I, I just I, wonder if it's a different age structure. I don't know. I think one of one of the biggest differences in terms of deer is also that's actually know, not it's subspecies too. Yeah, there's like four or sure. five different subspecies of whitetails. Yeah, there's a lot. There's seventeen, 17 subspecies. Well, there you go. I was way there. under, but I know that theirs is a completely di- multiple different little ones. The well, plains like, whitetails, but like the compared biggest. to Montana, yeah. I think they have potential for bigger deer than Montana. Like, sure, those deer are those deer do get a lot of the them get to the age class and they just top out at 140 135 like that's as yeah. big as they get Pennsylvania, like a pennsylvania which is right next to us has a tremendous amount of deer that's why right over the bridge boom it's a different type of deer those are big but i think one of the things that hurts new jersey also is the fact that the tag is over the counter you do have that dense population of staten island manhattan brooklyn queens the bronx you have new york city which is 20 30 million people and there are a lot of hunters in the city well hold on because now now you just brought up an idea all those huge deer that you send us all the time where are those ones those are in those are in staten island they swam they they swam from jersey to to staten island i guess they ran from the hunters and now they're just growing but those are abnormal deer and they're unhuntable. You can't. Yeah. Those are unhuntable. But, but they but might t- be a prime example of the same yeah. deer, and just they're getting the age because those are 170, yeah. 180, yeah. 190 inch but deer. But my po- but my point is that since Jersey is over the counter, like I showed you today, oh, I told them today that with this, the, the population of Staten Island being thirteen miles long, is almost five hundred thousand people. There are a lot of hunters in Staten Island. Where they're going? Are they going to drive three and a half hours to the Catskill Mountains, or go right over the bridge and be able to hunt New Jersey in thirty minutes? Okay, they might only have one or two weekends a year to hunt. So when they come out, you buy a tag over the counter. Right. They go in a, they're they're decimating public land, and anything that comes out, they shoot. So and the number of people that do that is a lot. Brett, who came here and hunted with us, was showing me pictures, and he lives by New York as well. Mm-hmm. And they the state parks is in incredible how big their deer are. Uh, upstate New York. Just even around New York, like New York he's, City. He's in New York City. He's a firefighter okay. in New York. And he yeah. was showing me some pictures and stuff of big, big deer. I mean, you can't hunt it. Like, yeah. uh, but like, like 170, 180 inch deer. Yeah, that's like consistent. Where those, those ones are in Staten Island? That the the ones are in Staten Island are the population that that you can't hunt. They have tags on the ears. All of them have been captured at one point. They've been given vasectomy so they can't reproduce, which New York City's paid over $3 million, I think almost 3 or $4 million for their vasectomy program, which it came out that it, it failed. It didn't work because all you need is a couple did, to survive to keep on yeah. going. So Did they try it again? Or no, did they, I, I think they stopped Why are they doing that? that? Why do they care? Because, because they were trying to stop the deer. Because Staten Island is so heavily populated that the amount of deer accidents, it's, it's just oh. getting, because the, the amount of traffic, the, the way people are driving, there's no room for them. There are parts of Staten Island that are, are woodlands, but there's so many. It went from like being 900, the next the next couple of years, they, there's like three, 4,000. There's too many people there to be that many deer. Mm-hmm. So what they did was they paid money. Instead of, ca- they, they captured them. They had them in their hands. Instead of shipping them back to Jersey, they decided to spend money, pay a doctor X amount of money to come in and give them vasectomy so they can't reproduce, put them back on Staten Island now with tags on their ears so they know which one's which. So they took. What, so they didn't catch the does though, right? No, no, okay. they just. So well, some of them I actually seen have have seen some with with ear with, tags with, with, with ta- tags for whatever reason, but you didn't you didn't go and try and get them to drop them all in your spot. I wish. <laughs> I wish, well, here, but I do know a police officer, and one of the problems that's happening, three years ago when I lived in Staten Island, 
one of the things that they, he, one of the officers told me that there was like 12 to 15 people that year that got caught for poaching. And they're doing it because the deer is so big that guys are, and they're coming in people's backyard. And you, well, why and, don't you know, they? You have a 160-inch deer in your backyard, and you're driving three and a half hours upstate New York to sit and see nothing, and he's right in your backyard. No one's around looking. These guys are tempted, and they're getting caught. And Why wouldn't they open it up to hunting? It's, it's too densely populated. That's what I was going to ask. Both. So. So I, 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 I agree. They could designate areas in the state parks on the state lands where yeah. they designate stands. And, and, you and know, they people c- would pay money. And that's, Absolutely. And that's my whole point with it. That stupid program that they came up with is the taxpayers' money. So we all paid for that to happen. Well, probably not us, but New well, Yorkers. New York, yeah. but the average person is what yeah. I'm trying to say. is The average person's paying taxes for them to go out and try a program that you know is going to fail because you cannot get every single buck and keep every other buck from finding out that those are in heat across the river. Mm-hmm. That's they all had to had biologists tell them that that wasn't going to work. Well, some biologists must have convinced them that it was going to work. Because yeah. there are parts of, because where I was, was, I'm right next to the bay, which leads to the Atlantic Ocean. There's parts of the area between Staten Island and New Jersey that are maybe 100 yards wide. It's not very far. And they swim that in a heartbeat. And there's people who videotape them sometimes swimming over. Right. So, but it... It sounds like it could with that many people. It's got to be. It would be hard to even shoot them with a bow. I would imagine. It it it's would got to be pretty. Dangerous. It, it would be hard, but I know there's certain programs in New Jersey that have municipal areas where they do allow a certain amount of hunters to hunt in, in in places, and they make it a rule where if you're one of the people selected, you get put in a designated stand, and you actually have to shoot five does. To, and and before, before you're allowed to take one buck, and that's how they manage it in Jersey. They could do the same thing in New York. There, there's enough hunters that would apply, and even if you give us a test, give them a, a, a proficiency test yep. in terms of our hunting knowledge and our hunting safety and our ability to shoot. I'm glad. I, I'd pay to go in a stand and do that, absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to say that it's probably a conflict to most people. They wouldn't agree with me on this, but urban hunts here are the same way. So mm. if you want to get an urban tag for, say, Polk County, which is Des Moines, um, you, it depends on the area. But, one, you have to be approved. You go through, like, the sheriff's office the or the police department. They approve you for it. Once they approve you for it, then you can go, and as long as you kill five does in that season, then you're put in for a drawing for the following season for a buck tag. Mm. Now, if you want to continue that, you have, you have to keep, keep five does as your minimum. But if you are the top, like, if you kill the most does... It's like one of the guys I tracked for this year killed like 31 does last year, and he killed he killed the most out of all of them. Guaranteed a tag right there, so he gets his buck tag. He doesn't he's not in the drawing. He already knows he's getting one. If we do but a I doe think contest, he's not in, allowed in. <laughs> in my in my opinion, I think that where Iowa is at right now with a buck to doe ratio, I do not think. And you said that. I don't remember where you said you do it, but you have to you have to kill your doe before you can kill your buck. That's in New Jersey because New Jersey declared I think it was like five or six years ago they declared like a statewide deer emergency. Yeah, that's why they made this because there's so many deer in Jersey. And I think that they should do something similar to that in Iowa, simply because your buck did. I don't even I haven't even checked now because and I don't think it's any better than what it was five or ten years ago, and it's like ten to one, like ten does to one buck. Here's here. Yes. I don't think it's that bad. Yes, it oh, is. My Go house. talk to the biologist. I had a biologist tell me that. It not, and so ten to one, it's healthy is one to one, if not two bucks to or what is it, uh, two does to one buck, right? Yeah. So one to one or one to two, and it's 
like 10 to 1 right now. So it's way out of whack. Yeah. And I think that it would be extremely beneficial th- to have something in there that, yeah, we have world-class bucks, but you got to earn it. You got to go kill a doe or two or some something of the sorts because I do think that, that would help our population. I think our hunting would be better. I'm not saying that it's not already, but I do think that you're going to have a lot better ruts. You're going to have a lot better hunting. You're going to have better quality and better healthy population if you were to do that. Oh, I think the state would agree with you. They'd like to kill a lot more does, and they think they keep thinking that issue more doe tags, and more people will just go kill no, them. They don't, you know, and it doesn't work that that's, way. That's, where they do that for us, they do that in September. They don't wait until October. October come October first. You can shoot whatever you want. Well, see, that's just, why we open September 10th or September 7th, and they have you earn a buck in September. If you want to shoot early season, you have to shoot a doe first before they, you get a buck. They somewhat attempted that with us last year, but they did it r- way out of whack. They opened up a high-powered rifle season because we don't have high power here. Mm-hmm. High-powered rifle season for a week or week and a half, something like that, once the season was over. So January 10th, everything's out. Well, the next week, you could go with a high power and shoot as many does as you could get tags for. Just for the leftover does. Yes. And so that was uh, a good idea in theory, but now we're dealing with whatever does were bred that we're going to have fawns, whatever bucks have maybe shedded already that they're shooting Mm -hmm. and not having any clue what they're shooting as opposed to doing that a week before season and allowing people to do that. Or like what we're talking, or what I'm saying, of doing a requirement. You have to shoot a doe or two in order to earn your buck tag. Well, we're talking about earning. What do you think about this idea? I kind of feel like it's a little unfair, and I know know our goal as hunters, we want to inspire the next generation to come and hunt and get them involved, and, and that's why one of the reasons we do the camp, but make the youth season that they can only shoot does. Because why should a six-year-old be able to shoot 182-inch deer when we have hunters that have, have hunted for 200 year, 20 years, 20-plus years, and haven't got a chance to even see a deer like that, and a six-year-old is coming out there with a 350 Legend and blasting a 182 from 200 yards away? You just gave me a phenomenal TikTok clip. No, yeah, it, that's going to blow Seriously, though, I, I agree with you. I, don't, I just don't think, listen... And, Dude, and, and, and I want to inspire them, but, Hold on, but before we go too many years are shooting, like I have they, one they're shooting such big you. deer. Are those deer on Staten Island like tame? If they're some of them. So many people. Some of them, the, because too many people feed them. So too, they get too, pretty too tame. many people feed them, and and they'll just stand right there. You could probably walk within six feet of them. I have before. I I've walked of big deer, four too? or five, yeah, from really big deer, and I'll sit there and film them, and I'm like, and they just yeah, because people feed them all the time because they think they're pets. Okay, I was just curious on that. But back also, to, to also, you would think that one of the reasons why they could not harvest them because I lived in Buffalo for one year and there was a deer problem in Buffalo and they did what was called a bait and shoot that the, the, I know someone who was involved. They, they put a thousand pounds of corn out and had sharpshooters from police department sit a hundred yards away and then boom, 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 boom. That's how they, that, that was their idea of getting rid of the population. Getting rid of the population. Well, one of the reasons that they couldn't do that in Staten Island. <laughs> it's like Russia with the wolves. <laughs> it, it was crazy because, and, and so many people say, well, there's so many starving people in, in New York. There's so many homeless people. Why not shoot that meat and then donate it? One of the reasons why they wouldn't do that is because Staten Island used to have the largest garbage dump on it in the world. It was the, the landfill. And since then, they closed that and they covered it up and they put dirt on it. And now there's grass growing. And on any given day, you'll see 30, 40 deer on top of the landfill eating the dirt or eating the grass, which is Coming. on top of right. 
hundreds of years of garbage and who knows how that affects their meat and they wouldn't do it. So that's one of the reasons why I think they don't want to touch the deer because because there's too many groups that would be like, well, you're you're just killing them to kill them. This even from a political standpoint, there's too many people, too many groups against that that you know humane groups that would say you you can't do that. You can't just kill them to kill them because you can't even eat them. How long? How far is Staten Island from your place? Like how long does it take to get there? About forty minutes, forty five minutes. Do you mind so if that I stay with it, you in January? That means it's a mile wanna, away. Listen, I'm going hunt- there every day, and I'm going to grab their antlers and pull <laughs> on them every freaking day. <laughs> my, and listen, I will have. Wait, are hunting, you allowed to shed hunt it? My hunt, yeah, absolutely. My hunting season, my hunting season ends, uh, and I have friends, and I'll show you pictures of friends who have who shed hunt every year, and they get. Well, you like, better tell like them, buddy. Sorry, like out of luck. On, I am on, pulling on. them off their heads. <laughs> Warren's gonna be over there with a little hammer. Listen, like, I'll put you in the like, tree stand. You could, you could hunt if you want. Oh, I'm checking them every day. I'm just gonna go up to him, bring hey, corn Frank, and pull and see if we're ready. <laughs> How awesome would that be? To just pull an 80 inch. Now that's a freshie right there. I can uh-huh. tell by the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot. This man. will be perfect for TikTok. It's dripping. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. I wonder what deer it went to. <laughs> hey, let's see if the other one's ready. Not yet. <laughs> We'll see you tomorrow, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) I am going to disagree a little bit. Are we going back to the youth? Yes, and I'm going to disagree. I'm going to disagree as well. I'm going to agree and disagree. And here's here's my thing. I don't think taking a requirement or taking the opportunity for a young kid to harvest a deer that is a deer of a lifetime is correct. What I do understand is that the the part that I have a hard time with, especially in I mean, around us, a lot of our small communities when we're in school, a lot of the kids hunt. Where we, we and Warren went to high school, all the kids, pretty much everybody hunts, okay? So you, out of however many kids are there, there's always a couple kids that are really, really, really young that go and harvest like 180 to 200-inch deer. And it's crazy, okay? Especially considering the fact that me personally, sitting in a stand for 11 years now just in Iowa... I can't say that I've ever seen a two, uh, may, maybe one 200-inch deer in 11 years, and these kids go out there and harvest them. Now, don't get me wrong. I think that's really, really cool, and I think that's actually, I mean, 100% I'm jealous because I'd love to do something like that, but I think it's awesome that they got to do that. Here's where I have the issue with it is because I know dang well when I was that age, or, I mean, there's very few kids that I, I think that actually understand the value of what they did. And the issue with that is not because they don't necessarily understand the value of what they have done or how impressive or how cool or even how lucky it may have been, but how once in a lifetime that could be. The other part of that is that now they have nowhere to go to. Mm-hmm. We always sit here, and I've, I refer to it all the time, is every hunter is going through some form of a stage in hunting. And whether that's to harvest a certain deer in a certain way or to be able to harvest your first deer or to be able to shoot a certain size um, or a certain age caliber, whatever that is, these kids, when they shoot a 200-inch deer at nine years old, and they just think it's really cool because all they can see is how big the antlers are, well, now when the kid starts getting a little older, maybe if you're lucky, he starts to understand, okay, that was like a way out of, like that's an outlier kind of thing. And they start understanding what the size or what their well, goals you, really are. You got to go to the goal of youth season first off. 
What do you think the goal of you season is? Just to get them to get, hooked to on get hunting. The and you can't there. be more hooked than, I understand, you can't be more hooked than shooting a 180-inch deer your first time out. But also, when you go I agree with what, yeah, you're, but, what you were saying a minute ago. But it hurts them. And I disagree with the 182 yeah. because I believe that an 82-inch deer, a, a forked horn. I agree. That kid is going to yep. be, they cannot. It's, but that's it, the it's majority. In, Most of them are. But the the ones Easton talking about are an outlier. That's five percent or less of these kids that are that are whacking. But even some of the ones that I've seen have been tremendous. Yeah, but 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 that and then and how and I know exactly who you're talking about. And it's every year. Even the one thirty, even the one thirty, super good ground. Even the one thirty, one forty, are tremendous deer. I mean, even that's a tremendous deer. On what? On the, the blame, parents? Blame belongs on the parents. Absolutely. It, I would agree with that. It, it, because is, it is dad or mom or grandpa or <clears throat> uncle or whoever that says, whoa, 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 don't shoot that one. There might be a bigger one come in. Hold on. I got a spot. I'm going to take you to kill this really good deer. You know, I'm going to take you and have you. Die. I got a 190-inch deer, and I want to kill this before the neighbors so we can get in there in youth season. Come on, little Johnny. Let's go shoot this deer. That isn't even for Johnny, though. That's for the Absolutely. Parent. That's yeah. what I think is yeah. does happen sometimes. That, that I think sometimes, but I, I also think that there's a chance that they're going to sit and they have a... You, when the random deer happens to walk by, but we happen but is, to... We is that also to, fair to you guys, either? Absolutely, like, it is. Absolutely. I don't, okay. I don't I'm, that, yeah. that, that, That's yeah. why I threw it out there for you to discuss, because no, we don't I, have a youth season by me. We don't have that. I don't, not it, that I know of, or not that I But I think what doing. you're saying is that counteracts the goal of youth season. The absolutely. goal of youth season is to get them, which I don't agree with taking making it does only. I think that they that the whole goal of youth season is to get kids introduced to hunting and to get them excited about well, it. How about make them shoot a however, doe first? However, I don't think that starting at the top is a very good idea. I don't think that would be putting them yeah. on a 170-inch deer and and I want them to I want them to shoot a fork and horn or a spike so that they're excited about shooting that next year or the year after or then getting a little bigger, a little bigger. What you're saying is dad is filling the tag with what he wants them to kill, Absolutely. which I don't agree with them either necessarily saying, hey, we're going to go try and kill a, a six-year-old crap buck. That you know? is, like, I already think that they're out of all of the youth hunters, and we're just referring to Iowa here because that's what we're around, is a very small percentage that is killing that big of deer every year. But at the same time, if you're doing it, going off of that, like the dad is telling them to do that, I think that's an even smaller percentage of the kids that are killing those deer. But I, what I will preface that with is if you go just simply look at the TBI page, Instagram page, Trophy Bucks Iowa, okay? Simply just follow the page, and you're going to see probably anywhere from 10 to 15 kids that are probably under the age of 12 that have killed bigger deer every year than what I've ever even gotten a shot at. That's because of the time of the year for the deer. They're able to have them on a pattern like that where right. if dad is paying attention or mom or whoever the only reason i'm even saying that is just to show the amount of kids that have yeah that, that they, really i mean i i do think there's quite well, a few I that's want, just the ones i want to make posted. sure that i'm yeah. clear here i'm not saying to protect the big bucks mm -hmm. for me or the neighbor or anyone else you're that, to make sure they carries on my, yeah. mine is to say that um i'm not even protecting the big buck what i want to do is protect the integrity of hunting and that is i want them to be so excited about killing a deer that the next deer is attainable because when you have a kid that goes out and he kills a 200 inch deer and we know of a kid that when his first deer was over 200 inches and he was passing everything that he was by the time you came along in high school. And it's like, what's the point in that? You know, I felt bad I for him. Remember who you're talking yeah, about. You so, do. so what do you think? I do pyramid scheme. What do you think some solutions would be oh, to yeah. that? 
or, or are there any? I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know if a dough deal or or something, you know, to that. Like what nature. can you do? Like, there's nothing. You, there's I don't nothing think you there would, is. What can you do I about think, what? I didn't hear. I, I think it's like something. In terms of that, is there anything you could do? Would you want to change anything, or would you just keep that the same? It's, we we as parents in terms need of youth season being able to go yeah, out. Yeah, I think oh. that has to be a. It's it's no different than the schools have changed apparently, and I don't have kids in school anymore. So, but the kids are getting away with all kinds of stuff again. That's a, that's a parent problem, yeah. you know. And so I think that the the answer to it is not by the state law. You know, I don't think instilling something is necessarily where it needs to go to. But we have to stop once in a while and remember. I mean, I love taking these kids hunting, and I, and I and when we take a new kid hunting, I want to be able to tell them you can shoot whatever you want That's because a, I don't know a, what's going to walk out. We had a good buddy of ours take a um, kid this year for the first time, and he's heavily into managing his farms. You know, and he's all about uh, making sure that his deer are are he's only shooting old deer whole bit, right? And he called me because we've taken lots of youth hunters, obviously, and asked me. He's like, "Where do you, what do you, where do you take these youth hunters?" You know, he's like, "Cause I'm afraid that one of my big three year olds or whatever is going to walk out and he gets smoked." And I said, "I gar hole him." And he's like, "What?" I was like, "I take them to places where I don't care what they shoot because I want them to. I want the first buck that comes out, the first thing that gets their heart pumping. I want them to shoot it and be super excited about it, and I want to be excited about it with them. So when I say gar hole, I'm not saying." that I take them to a bad spot. I'm, te- I'm taking yeah, them to a spot where I don't really <laughs> care about the quality of yeah, the buck. Yeah, I get it. Um, and then he's like, and so he's like, okay, I think I have a spot where I can do that. And 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 then he did that, and kid shot a, um, you know, little four-point deer that he was absolutely stoked about, and it was perfect. You know, that's that's what I think it's, your youth tag should, is, the goal of it is, is to so keep them excited it's, it's more it. of a... You have to handle it in house. It's more of a family thing. It's a parent yeah. thing. You have to just make sure well, your kid shoots something. There's no youth that, seasons in any of your guys' states I, around there. I, I don't think it's in, in Jersey. No, because see, a lot of states don't have it because they start hunting. We whenever. saw it so early. We saw September. There's 7th. no age. Just there's no age limit. So youth season starts like not even our, for turkeys or anything either. No, Arkansas, uh, wait, in Virginia, they, they, I could there is a start in September. One. There is a youth season for us for birds for pheasants. I know that, but I'm not sure anything else. Yeah. See, I, I think part of what um, I have that opinion for is because my first deer is a prime example. The fact that if I would have just been waiting for a certain specific deer or a certain caliber of deer because we're in Iowa, I would have had that chance. If Because I had a deer come by that if he scores 60 inches, we're lucky. But I was freaking out. Warren grunted him in for me and everything, and I was super excited. I shot that deer, and not 30 minutes later, an absolute tank comes walking into the same exact spot at like 25 or 30 yards. <laughs> and it was probably, a hunt, looking back on I don't even remember, maybe 150. Oh, uh, he was probably pushing 160. I mean, he was a beautiful, but he was gorgeous. Now, back then, I made the comment of, what are the chances of that? I can't <laughs> believe this, all this crap, right? I'm 12. I look back on it now, and I thank the Lord every day that I think about that, that uh, thank God I did not get a chance at that deer because the past couple of years as I've matured some, I've understood why I love hunting as much as I do, and that why is only because of how I've done it to start and how you've allowed me to have that green light all the time. 
because if I didn't that have been that your biggest deer until two years ago, exactly. Mm. And I don't know if the fire that I have of how much I hunt right now would be there or still be there because I would have already accomplished something. And to me, it wasn't that hard to do. And right now, last year, I got my absolute butt whooped left and right trying to accomplish something. And I love that. I hated it in a moment, but I love it because you have the opportunity that you have the new thing. You have the something that you have to accomplish. And in, when you start at the top, where's the top now? And I, I think that uh, as far as the sake of hunting, I just, when I was at Pope and Young talking about it, not only are we trying to get new people involved, but we're trying to keep them involved. And I think that a lot of the kids that get the opportunity to shoot these 180, 200 inch deer 10 years down the road, why do they do that? They either are going to have that fire that they're going to want to keep hunting because they love the hunting that much, or they're going to get to the point of already kind of done it. Who cares if I go or not? Or I don't really care anymore. And to maybe move on to something else. Devil's advocate, though, maybe they won't. Because here's the only thing I'm going to say about that. I think that if you think about it this way, when um, you killed, what, Touch, who else? You killed some good deer. The 10 at the with, house. Yeah, at the house and with um, with Dad or with me or whoever. And then once you got older and you weren't a youth hunter anymore or a kid anymore, now you had this new desire to go do it on your own, right? And yep. And so now it wasn't necessarily about the size. It was about doing it yourself. Yep. And where I could relate that to is elk hunting. I know when I killed that bull in New Mexico, that little 5x5 five five bull I killed or whatever, that bull to me was a um, sign that I was capable of doing this myself. Because every, every other bull at that point, Dad had called in for me, and, and then I got a shot at him, right? So it wasn't like, hey, I've already killed an elk. I'm not interested in killing an elk now. And I still shot a small bull. And I was stoked about it because I was like, holy crap, I was able to take what dad taught me. And then I was able to do this all on my own. I made every single decision. I made every single call. And then I did every single thing and killed this bull. Yeah. So maybe it wouldn't matter. Maybe the kid kills a 200-inch deer. But in six years, now he has that goal of I'm going to do that without dad's help or without my family's help. I'm going to have my own place. I'm going to go and I'm going to find this. I'm going to find this deer. I'm going to figure it out. I I, See, I could 100% see that. But at the same time, for me, the, the the timeline or the uh, progr- progression of my hunting has been f- kind of flipped. Like for those kids, I think it would maybe be like, hey, I want to do this on my own now. I want to see if I can do it, maybe do it again or do it this way or whatever, some new challenge. And for me, yeah, I wa- honestly, anybody that's listened to some of the stuff we've talked about maybe in the past year or so has probably heard me say something along the lines of I've taken a break from hunting before. And when I've taken that break from hunting, it wasn't because I had accomplished everything. It wasn't because I had done this or that. It's because I wanted to know if I really liked it that much. And then when I came back is when I understood why I liked it as much as I did and started doing it again. And I don't think that that necessarily, yes, I wanted to do it on my own. Yes, I wanted to have my own places and everything, but I don't think I ever stopped in my opinion. Actually, I know I didn't ever stop because I was so accomplished. I never had that in the back of my head because yeah, I'd killed at that point would be two big deer in my, still in my opinion, two big deer. But there was also another 10 or 12 or whatever of does and forked horns or little basket racks with it too. So it wasn't a, I guess my point is that mine wasn't because 
or not, not hunting wasn't because of something that I accomplished. Mine was because I wanted to know why I wanted to hunt. So you're agreeing though, really? No, I'm saying I could see that I could see what you're saying about that. But in my circumstance, that's not, it wasn't, that's not the case. Is what you're saying though, is that you could have killed 170 inch deer at 14 years old. And I think my opinion would have been different though. It wouldn't have hindered your interest in trying to go and kill 150 inch deer on your own. No, that's what I'm saying is if I would have killed like a really, really big deer, like 170, 180 inch deer, I think my thought process would have been, well, yeah, I've already kind of done it. I'm I, good. I just come back to the fact that I don't think a kid can only appreciate so much when he only has so much experience. That's my point. And, yeah. and so, what, and, and I guess that's what I'm saying is that, I mean, I, there's states, I've, I've seen people who, I know people who have taken kids and Killed deer at six years old, four years old. I mean, I just don't think that kid can really appreciate what he's done or what he's accomplished, what he's doing. I mean, he. It just doesn't make. I'm not saying not to take them. I'm not saying not to but get them involved. Age can they? That's what I'm saying. They're at any age. Some of the states have no age requirement. No, that's what I'm saying though. Is so what age? What is it in, in Iowa? Between what age and what age do you have youth season? Like when can you start? Up to six? seventeen. Six, like, like, so how, like I don't think, I don't, but how early can 16, they start? Yeah. I don't know. If there's a limit. I don't, on that's it. what I'm saying. I think so. You, you could be a six year old out there, and yeah, as long as you know how to shoot a 350 legend, you can shoot whatever you want. Yeah. And then when does it stop? 16. 16. I believe 16. I think through 16 is why I was saying I think 17. So, yeah. I think through 16 is still considered youth. And it's but how many weeks before your season starts? Like, if two, you should, two, uh, two. so they get two weeks of youth season September 15th through up to October. October 1 is when we start. And those, but they have to have a person with a, a hunting license, license with, with them. them. Yep. At what age, though, would you be able to state that a kid can recognize what he has or has not accomplished? Can it's there isn't based that, on the individual individual case. I would agree. How he, I yeah, mean, there's can't. not a way of doing that, and that's why I'm saying it's not a law thing. It's something that we have to do as a, as a parent. parent. You know, it's like saying when do you introduce the first cuss word to your kid? Yeah, I'm just thinking. You know, yeah. that's up to the parent. That shouldn't be up to television. That shouldn't be up to social media or whatever. I should have the opportunity to do that myself. When I decide that my kids can hear the first cuss word, or, or if they're ever going to, or talk to them about sex, that's on me. So that shouldn't throw, be let's on throw the school. A really, already. really random one in there. Then a really tough one. Throw. I like random. So let's just say that you got a new youth hunter, and uh, now you take this kid and you t- let's just take say Eddie. Eddie's got Eddie's kids ready to go hunting. Eddie Junior. Okay. Eddie Junior's ready to go hunting. Okay. And we're putting you in in the fatherhood position for Eddie, just as a stand-in. Now is what happens is you go and you take him out to the spot where you're just going to let him shoot whatever, right? And a 180 walks out. Shoot it. Okay. I'm going to tell him to shoot it. I, I know Why not you, tell him to pass? Because, I mean, I'm not going to take that. Kid's going to be excited. If it was a spike, he was going to be excited. That's not what I'm not. That's but what now I'm, he's already at the top. This I'm, is contradicting. I'm, I'm, this that's is why, but that's why I'm, it's a rough one. Interesting. No, I'm not going to no manage. answer to I'm it. There's no if, answer to it. I'm not going to teach passes, a four-year-old or six-year-old management. That's what I'm saying is that we're not. But he can't is, appreciate it. Maybe you make him pass it. I'll make it. And, then, and then he shoots a It spike. all depends where it is because if it's in a, in a, on a piece of property that I own, I'm grabbing the gun for him because I don't want him to shoot Because <laughs> I've never seen anything close to that size. So, no, you're not. <laughs> We're saving that for me. <laughs> I just wouldn't let him do it. I, would, I wouldn't I would, let him do it. I'm going to make a bold statement. I, would, I wouldn't let, I would okay. let him do it. If I was. I would teach him restraint. 
I don't know. <laughs> I've never been in this because I don't have a kid, obviously. But in my opinion, I would like to think that I would I would not let him shoot that deer and be banking on the fact that in five, six, seven, however many years, he'll look back on that and appreciate why he did that because he's going to become a much more accomplished hunter anyways than that. I don't want that deer to define it. Or let him feel defined by it. It could go both ways. But at the same on the time, I'm, one. It goes I'm both ways. I'm thinking like, I agree, oh, I agree. shoot as quick as you can now. Okay. Actually, I can say but that. No, does, I screwed up. But I, I do, totally lied. I do agree with Joey. your point. It, it does take a, a, yeah, but Joey's a good also, amount of experience Joey to be able to truly appreciate something. His maturity it, it just does. Like a full decision. Yeah, well, but it was his and first year. And you have to make a decision where that is. But Joey made the decision. And I'm just going to tell the three of you, because I'm the only dad as living dad mm-hmm. that's sitting here at this table. You aren't going to be able to tell that kid no. You won't take a gun from him. You you, you, you won't do it. I don't it. know, man. I don't I don't know. Know. That's right a rough now. one. That's a rough one. Like, you don't know New Jersey, I know, I'm man. sure, because you'll be more excited as a dad He's if he close. shot that Absolutely. deer. Absolutely. And, and, and even if you never shoot a deer that size in your entire life, you're more, you're happy for that kid. I, I agree. It's hard to sit here now and say that, but I'm sure when he's in front of me and I look at his face and he's like, Daddy, I want to shoot that. All right, go blast him. I'm not going to get go. Yeah. Do it. I, not I, would, be able to say I no. would much rather I have my kid no. tell me that than my kid look up at me and say, I don't want to shoot that small buck. Mm-hmm. That 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 now I'm I feel like I've screwed up. I've delivered the wrong message because you guys were all about shooting when you were young, and oh, that yeah. was. And even though I was already killing stuff, and and starting to manage myself, I was not going to put that on them. That was not what it was. We just need to try to find one that you know a legal deer that you can shoot, and we'll be ready to rock and roll. Well, even when we moved to Iowa, I just got lucky. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, man, you killed, started killing. No, I got lucky because those ones came by first. You can ask Easton where I shot I shot my deer out of the same exact stand that he did, and I was trying really hard to shoot one probably 25 inches smaller than that a few hours before, but he wouldn't come in. So You remember that deer? No. Yeah, I think that's I a, can tell. I think that's a huge topic. <laughs> Just shook my I mean, head. I really do. <laughs> one of the campers did bring that up to me. The, the young gentleman, Keegan, shot his first buck this year, and he's like, He's like, Ed, I shot the buck, and then a couple minutes later, a bigger one came by. Well, listen, I'm glad you shot the small one because that one's going to grow back and yep. bigger next year, and you can come back and maybe get it bigger. So, But even the kids were thinking, I want the, their goal, even though they never shot a buck before, and he's been hunting for X amount of years, he wanted the biggest thing. I was like, listen, I'm happy you shot the small one. Part of the I'm issue is we've talked about it a little bit, but it's us, 100% us. Actually, I wouldn't say 100%. I'd say a big portion is us and I say us as in people like us, people that have a TV show that are managing farms, that are doing this, posting oh, yeah. social media things, um, as well as parenting, the same 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 uh, culprit, I guess you could say. But I think the issue with that is because that's what we're doing because that's the stage that we're in with hunters. Because you two have been to certain stages in the past four or five years where I've still been the one sitting here shooting with the first thing that walks right. by. But they don't understand that because when they're scrolling through social media or they sees, sees a TikTok where we have 10 of our biggest deer over the past 20 years on one thing, one, they don't understand the time frame of which those videos came from. Two, they don't understand that where we've come from or where somebody that has a show or somebody that has a big following on social media has, or the amount of time that they've put in to find these deer, or the amount of work and effort and things like that. And so as much as it's kind of a double-edged sword because, no, we're, in my opinion, we're not doing the wrong thing whatsoever. We're doing 
what we're doing, we're ch- helping, trying to help people understand how we're doing it, the way we're doing it, and the things we're doing, and all sorts of stuff. But at the same time, simply posting that is almost wrong because you're sitting, you know, a kid's going to see it, but you're never going to be able to avoid that. So I guess I don't, I, I don't really have a point with that besides the fact that we're to blame too somewhat with that. But I don't know how you fix it. I don't I, know how I you help with it. User discretion is yeah. advised. You have to use common sense yeah. because Big, at the same dear. time, you got it. I I think it's just as wrong. I think it is. I think it's just as wrong, if not more wrong, for me or dad or whoever to go and shoot a deer that we wouldn't be happy with, just to appease a social. I'm following. not talking about shots. I'm just. I know. No, I'm saying. He, I'm saying, saying if I oh. if I went out and shot a 130 inch three year old right now, I would feel I would not be happy about that. And I and I'm not going to go and do that for a video because that's not fair to that deer. Yeah. It's yeah. not fair to the animal. And so. That's where people have to be able to use their own logic and understand that we came from the same place, and we try to share that as much as we can, where we've, we've all got lots of little animals, and I'm just as proud of those, if not more proud. I can tell you, too, at, the same, at this point, the deer that I'm the most proud of is not my biggest anymore. No, he's just really, but, really, 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 really big still. Yes, he's still really big. <laughs> but I'll tell you right now, if Magnum had been 200, it wouldn't I'd matter. still be more proud of Bullwinkle than I was magnum yeah i mean i have i mine's better because okay i have well, 130 inch deer that's my most proud one and i've got a lot of bigger ones i think it's that, more right? of a societal thing like everything else it's no different than we go to the gym and and someone come, a little kid comes up to us well how do i get big like you you got another 34 years ago before you get there you know they don't realize the stages that you went to, to get there and 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 everyone wants instant gratification yeah. they wanted to get it now they don't realize it takes time effort you got to put in your hours you got to put in your work to get there so yeah. but i but i want to clarify because you made the comment yes i'm not going to go shoot 130 inch deer i agree with that statement if you add this i'm not going to go shoot 130 inch deer in iowa because yeah. i don't need to i don't i know what we're i, I my hunting if, if i went to hunt with you and you 130 shoot 130-inch deer, deer walk out? That's the biggest I'm shooting deer. It. I understand. I would want to know if I was going to hunt somewhere that I don't know, Louisiana, Mississippi, um, Kansas, somewhere or wherever. I did that in Missouri two years yeah, ago. Yeah, I want to know. 125-inch deer. Yeah. I was stoked. Yep. And so it's all relative to where you live. And and I hope that I hope that we're doing a good job in that we are changing the norm because I agree with you, Easton, television – and I think when you're saying we're the culprit, that's what you're referring yeah. to is the TV portion of it. And we kill big stuff and it goes on television or it goes out on social media and people see it and they think that's all, all you ever do. You guys are just killing big stuff. The one thing I keep telling people is for every five minutes you see of television, there was about five days of hunting that took us to acquire that footage. It just, we're, we're, we are so fortunate and so blessed to be given the time to spend out there and that we're taking advantage of that time to have that many encounters to get to that point. The fact that we live in quite honestly, possibly the whitetail capital of the world, not just of the United States, Iowa is in Southern Iowa specifically where we live is probably one of the best places to hunt whitetail deer in the entire world. And we're so fortunate to have that opportunity if we didn't live here, if we lived in another state, and it, it would be relative to whatever that was. Yep. And so I always, I mean, that's why I, I mean, some of these people that show us their pictures sometimes, and they always qualify, well, they're not as big as yours. Yes, Who they cares? are. Yes, yes they are. Relatively, yes, yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. Take you know. Brahma. 
if you look at Brahma, Brahma, you killed him relatively quickly this yeah. year, right? Because you killed him October 24th or something like that. But yet, how many days did you hunt this year still before you killed Brahma? Oh, probably 10 or 15 at so least. So you still had 15. If you looked at it as you're going on a hunt to Iowa, that's over two weeks. Yeah, for over sure. Waylon keeps telling me, when are you let me kill a big one? I said, when you take enough time. It doesn't, he's like, what do you mean? I was like, you can't come here for a week. I was like, I can put you in every spot that I was going to go and sit. I could do everything exactly the same. And I am telling you, there's only one thing that's going to give you a chance at killing one of the big ones. Unless you get really lucky, it's time. You need to be, you need to give me three weeks. If you want a really good chance at, at killing one of the big, the big dogs, you, you got to give me three weeks. What is your argument for the outfitters out there that are bringing people in for a weekend still doing it successfully? I don't well, that's think about that a lot time, of them. But that's the time that think, they have, though. People, well, but they're not. On. They're not. Well, I want the answer to that. No, they're no, not. No. There's not a lot of them. Some There's of them not are, a lot of them that are coming here and shooting 170-plus-inch deer or 160-plus-inch deer that are five years or older. There's not that many. But I there, think but there no, are but I think some, there is quite a few. And what they're doing is, that, hold on, because I there is an answer to that. I believe there's a 100% answer, and that is the outfitter is the guy spending the time. Yeah, yeah. And he's simply putting a different shooter yeah, in there. We're and spending that amount of time. I understand that, but we're, we don't have, we're doing it for ourselves because we're hunting too. And so what happens is we don't have time to bring in three or four people and say, okay, I'm going to spend enough time to focus and find this deer, this deer, this deer, and this deer. You can't do that. Well, that, does, we that's not, that doesn't add up. It does, yeah, it does add because no, it the other thing too is instead no, of us sitting in a tree stand, we're at a different farm scouting with our binoculars. Or, Absolutely. Then we would be then we'd be able to kill all of our deer in one week. That's not true. No Why way. That? That's, that's because what you I'm just saying. said that you're just saying you're arguing that an outfitter, the people are coming on an outfitted hunt for one week and they're killing a hundred and seventy some. Sometimes they do. A hundred. Yeah, a lot of times. Yes, absolutely. They do. A five year old deer that's one sixty plus, and his dad's argument now is that they are doing that because. They're putting in that, the outfitter's putting that amount of time in to be able to go and do that and kill them a deer in a week. And you're saying that... He's, he's giving them a better chance, for right, sure. Right, but is what I'm saying then is if that's accurate, then every single year you should be killing your deer either between November 1st and November 5th no. or October 25th and... and no, um, because it's got to be based on wherever that one deer is or whatever what deer is. So then you and think he's that, not going in that stand that until he brings that person. Them? No one's even yeah. in that area until he brings in that person. Right. So that person has a better chance because it's untouched. Yeah, but that but you still got to get that deer to do that during that time period. You're not giving and, them to And do I guarantee there's a lot of people that go to outfitters and spend four or $5,000 and come home empty-handed. But that's well, just, yeah, but you also no have guarantee. outfitters here in Iowa, I think, that they'll let them shoot. They'll have, they don't have an age restriction. They have an inch restriction, right? So it's 150-inch minimum where we have three-year-olds that are 150-inch yeah. deer. Like if, if somebody wanted to come here and shoot a 150-inch three-year-old, that we can do for sure in a week almost every time. Like I, absolutely. Uh, but killing a mature deer of that of, – and, and you start getting the 160-plus, right? That's not – I don't believe that there is that many and, that are doing that in a week. And that's the difference. And that's what I'm, I agree with you in that the outfitter, when if he if he made it an age structure that you could only shoot a five-year-old deer, you just took 50% of his kills off the plate. That's what I'm – that's exactly yeah. what I'm I've saying. I've seen some outfitters because I've looked at a ton of outfitters. I've seen some that have a, have a restriction is you can't shoot a one of a certain size, like bigger. You can't – you have to shoot something under a 140, like underneath. If you shoot anything over, there's like a trophy penalty or some kind of charge that you have. They pay charge you seven package. You I know, 700 yeah. you know, dollars more if you shoot something right. bigger. I think a lot of people are just that do that are so, just happy to be out hunting. 
But I think Don't what that does bring up a good point that for someone looking to go with an outfitter, there the the two there's two different mentalities. I've seen both. I've hunted at both. I think for elk for sure. One is quantity. One is quality. And if you're going with the quantity one, then he's looking, meaning he's running as many hunters as he can. He has good deer, and they're getting killed. Someone's killing them because he's running enough hunters that eventually someone, you know, kills one. I'm looking for the guy that doesn't take as many hunters. So maybe instead of killing 25 bucks and we see 10 of them and they're 180, I'm looking for the guy that still killed 10, but he only took 15 hunters you know, through the whole course of the year, 10 hunters, and or maybe he only killed five. But buck to buck per hunter ratio is way better, mm-hmm. and so you have a better chance at least having that opportunity. I, I mean, by far, I would rather go that way. But, he, but that guy's also charging a lot more. He's charging. Well, he's charging yeah. a lot more and to do that. you probably get more time. Like Possibly. Some of them have 10-day hunts. Yeah, you know, and I think that's more of a realistic time frame to try to kill deer of that caliber. But I, I've never seen. I've seen out five day hunts, three day hunts. Oh, there's some. There's a one right around here. Oh, they do ten day hunts and lot, stuff, and they have hunt. they they have exclusive farms and stuff. You can pay more for those know, guys are strictly hunt trophy that. hunting. Then they're looking yeah. for the one seventy, one eighty big yeah, one. Yeah, and typically the client that's coming there is already he's already at that point. He's already mm-hmm. killed X amount of deer, and he wants to kill. He's looking for the next level. You know, and so that he's the guy that says, "Hey, I'll come. I'll pay extra money to be able to hunt more days and stay." And and I've seen I've seen hunters that do that. They come in and then they get there, and now they're hooked. They see the buck that they're wanting, but they didn't get a shot at him. They go to the outfitter and say, "Look, can I pay to stay?" You know, and next thing you know, there's a dude camped out at. You know, it's like there was supposed to be four of us in camp. There's six because two more guys are down here, and they're staying. It's okay. You know, uh, I think we should do that at some point just because it would be really interesting. We should go in and, and we should take the amount of days that it it's taken us to kill deer that we were truly trying to kill, meaning one that when you say, I'm going to kill base drop, right, or I'm going to kill bullwinkle, or I'm going to kill straight up, which any of those deer, and then we should take the amount of days hunted and we should average it and see how many days it's. I don't do that. It's painful. <laughs> but I also do this. Listen. I'll bet you the average is, is three weeks. It's a lot of days. I would I would agree and with I, that. And uh, I full twenty one days or more. Well, I can tell someone you like me right from now. Jersey who's hunted a lot, like even last year, I had easily over hundred and thirty sits, and I've maybe seen in hundred and thirty sits, no lie, ten bucks all year, maybe. How many deer did you see all year? Not a lot. So I thought you said Jersey has got a ton of deer, though. I know, but either they don't like Puerto Ricans or I'm in the wrong wrong spot. So, so if I ever do it, if I ever do an outfitter, like um, I want to enjoy the experience. I want to enjoy the the clubhouse, the people, the talk, the conversations, and I want to shoot a good deer. I'm not. I'm not expecting to shoot a 150. I want to go out, especially if I was a financial advisor again and only had a certain amount of time off. I had one week of the year to do that. I want to go and have a great experience. Shooting a deer is going to be a bonus. I'm not looking for the 160, 170, 180. If I shot a 130, I'd be happy. It was a great experience. It was a great time. So, and and believe me, you would be no an one, ideal cuss client. No one would appreciate shooting a deer like that more than me. So, and that's because it's been so difficult. Hint, hint. It's been so I difficult. Got four points, yeah. guys. It's so <laughs> difficult. So, but I have a baby coming. So, who knows? I'll probably have like 20 points by the time I come out here. Uh, I don't know. Because We're I have because because here. after I had to shoot switch from righty to lefty, I told myself my goal was to shoot a Pope and Young deer lefty. So I haven't got there yet. What's so the, it's been 17 years of hunting. The, what's the biggest deer you've ever seen that you think in Jersey hunting? 
Hunting, hunting yeah. wise, right. on the on the hoof, dude, not that big. You like think I, you've like, seen a Pope and Young. I've seen on the side of the road or in fields. Yes, when you're when I when I've been in, in my stand. Nope, really, not nope. one, not one, not but one. You get pictures of quite a few. Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> of quite a few. We might have some other tease. problems here. Damn anti-Puerto Rican deer. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know what it is. I, I, yeah, I get pictures of a ton. I, I get in the woods, and, and I get nothing. Like, so And listen, I'm not sure I don't shoot deer. I shoot deer, the but there's nothing. Are. You know, when, when a decent one comes out, when a 120-inch or whatever deer comes out, it, it doesn't pass me. Because at that point, it's my... That's a big deer. But it, it, it's my 90th sit of the year, and right. it's just... I'm so frustrated that I so, haven't seen okay, anything. Hold on, though, because now this is really interesting. So you're not... You've never seen a Pope and Young deer. Maybe uh, while I'm in my stand, possibly once or twice. Possibly. Okay. But... One I missed. What? But <laughs> you kill 115 to 120-inch deer every year. Yeah. So you're killing the top 1% of bucks every year. You're doing you're no better than us. Meaning no, that he, he is as good as that's us. That's what I'm saying is that based when, on what I have over there. Is what I'm yeah, saying absolutely. is from the public eye when people see us kill 160 inch deer, 70 inch deer, 80 inch deer, you're doing the same thing, but that's just what you have and, available. And I I I agree because whenever Except I bring my big deer cuz he's yeah. he's big Like big whenever boy. I bring my deer to you know, I, I use several butchers or taxidermists or everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's a great deer. That's a great deer. Even though if I brought that out here, they'd be like, why would you shoot that? You know, but by me, that's a good deer. Right. So. That's cool. No, I think you're Do doing. You have a deer that are over Pope and Young on camera every year? Every year. Hmm. Every year. Just every year sleeping in front of my stand, around my stand at night, <laughs> you know. <laughs> sleeping around my stand. They'll, they'll, knock, they'll knock on my door and say, hey, it's nighttime. I just, they're all over. They're just, nighttime. They're just, nighttime. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. But the thing is, like, I have several deer on state land, but it's, there's so many people there. Like, so many people walking around, hiking, biking, and, the, and then at night I'll have these monsters come through on camera. It's just, but they know that during the day there's so much people activity. They just stay that, nocturnal. That they stay away. I mean, like you, even big boy, you're allowed to hike down there. You're allowed to people drive their bikes down there, and there's bike trails and everything. He he knows, and then he comes out at night. He waves at my camera. He frustrates my life, and then I go there and sit all day and see nothing. It's just that's how a lot. That's how, my life more. <laughs> that, 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 that's how the, the the state lands are. There's so many big deer, but there's so many people and activities that. They know where to hide, and they come out at night, and they get in your camera. Do you any different on private out there? Possibly. It, it all depends on what kind of pressure you put on and what you have. Because well, you know a couple guys out there killing like 140 yes. deer every year, right? But, they, but they're but they on special feeding programs. They feed their deer special food all year long, and they're constantly doing things. And, and they have certain – so the, I think one of the biggest differences in terms of like just geography in, in Jersey – I've heard you mention one person has like a thousand acres and one person has this. I don't see a lot of that by me because there's way too many because there's so many people there that if someone has a piece of property, it's it's a forty acre square or it's a you know fifty five. I have one one buddy of mine who recently bought a hundred hundred acre piece, and that's like the biggest I've seen anyone have. There's all these little pieces with. Tons of human activity in between. So the deer are, they go from these little pieces to urbans. I'll see big deer. I'll always send you videos of 140, 150 deer sitting in front of, on someone's front lawn. And I get them all the time. But to get them 
through the places to where I hunt or the, or the, the hardwoods, a lot of times it's hard because they have to travel through so much urban safety that a lot of them know they're safe and stay there. But they'll come out and I'll take pictures of them and I'll show you. I'm like, yeah, they're here, but they're hanging out in the pool, in the backyard. <laughs> I, I think the, the story we were talking about before we got on the podcast about the bear, that's a prime example. Yep. You, he had a bear coming every day. In Monster. I mean, Monster. Good bear. And he was coming. And he was like, I, I know I got him. I know he's going to come here. First day of bear season, he's in a tree. Two beagles come through. And some guys out there got little bells on on his dogs, and he's hollering at his dogs, and and so he ends up talking to him. And the two beagles were he they were bird hunting. It was yep. opening day of bird season as well, and be, but because they could be doing what they were doing, they're like, oh, he tells them he's bear hunting. They're like, yeah, we saw a really good bear, but he went when he saw us, he went this way. Yeah, he was walking toward me down his path, and these guys came with their dogs, and boom, he was out, and I I didn't see him for like a month, month and a half on camera again. Because once, once he heard the dogs, he obviously he knows that every year a certain time the dogs run through there. Next week I came, I saw more dogs, and I was like, I stopped hunting because there's so many people. Yeah. See, sounds it, like you just should move to a different state. Yeah, that sounds like I, I tolerate, tolerate that. Yeah. It, it, I think out of my hundred and so sits, probably 80 were ruined by human activity. It was, it was probably the most frustrating hunting season I've ever had. Like, I, there was... I hunted a uh, just real quick. I hunted a piece of uh, state land by me. It was it was muzzleload season. I hiked and hiked and hiked, and I got to this place on a ridge with my climber, and I climbed up and I sat there, and there was no trails. I looked at my GPS. There's no trails around it. There there are biking trails around, but I'm like in the middle. All of a sudden, I look down. It's four little young kids walking right underneath me, and I'm like, what's? Go-? And I look up the hill, and there's more people walking down. They were off the trail, just walking through the woods, and they walk right by me, and I'm like. I'm done. See, I, I wonder why they don't just try to make some kind of different. Because like, a lot of the urban places here, during certain seasons, they're not allowed to have their dogs off of leashes. They're not allowed to be going off the trails. And this like was January. It was cold. And they were still walking through the woods, just off off path, and walked by me. And I was like, my hunt's mm-hmm. over. That's unsafe, too, though, at the same time. I know. I had a muzzleloader right right there, and they were walking underneath me. Yeah, what if you didn't know and, they were right And one kid looked up to me, and I waved. <laughs> and then, did he... Turn around and walk back, no, he or say going. I apologize, or tell the other person, "Oh, let's go that way." Nope, kept on walking. Just in their meandered. defense, if they're and not, I don't even and understand. Yeah. They and don't. then, and then he stopped a hundred yards, and they started talking. I'm sitting there, yo, yo, what are you like? What are you, what are you doing? And they just didn't. There was no courtesy. Or they just did, just took their time down. Just didn't that's got to be a hunter to hunter kind of thing, though. I think I'd be trying to knock on doors, and and I know you're gonna say it's probably really no. hard, and I think I'd probably walk. I'd would just prepare myself to knock on two to three hundred doors, knowing that if I could get three or four pieces, probably that's probably better than the yeah. than dealing with that many people. Well, that's hopefully, my next step. Obviously, this year I told you I joined the hunting club, so now I have five pieces of private that no one's allowed to no one's allowed to hunt on. So hopefully, yeah. I have some better luck there because it's 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 been frustrating yeah. hunting hunting public land with all the activity. And we've been last year I think was um, abnormally warm, so. You know, people were out more active later, 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 in, even into November because it was the weather was warm. You know what you should do? You should swing by like Dollar General or something. You got those out there? Yeah. Okay. Usually they have them out in the middle of nowhere here. Yeah, we have family Dollar, Dollar swing General. Swing in there, get like a bunch of fruit snacks and stuff like that, and bait the people. 
<laughs> you know? Keep them in a certain and area while I hunt. Yes. Hang them on trees. Yes. <laughs> Free beer. You could even make a little like game out of Listen it, you up. know, like an adventure game where tomorrow Scavenger there's going to be hunts. snacks in this area, you well, know, and you move with, them there and the then they're of, all looking for the fruit the snacks. With the type of people that are walking through the woods, uh, maybe I'll put some... Some big uh, coolers of Bud Light in corners and just let them, oh, let them <laughs> roasted. Oh, wow. Free Bud Light and have them just there sit in the corner go. and get drunk. Perfect. <laughs> Those ones should be and they'll really be on, easy and they'll be, to entertain. And they'll be on sale because no one's buying them. So yeah. I'll buy them in bulk. Win, 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 win. <laughs> you just got to drop the ego when you walk out the door with all that Bud Light. Oh, believe me, I'll, I'll be in my mask. And <laughs> no one will know it's, it's my, me. It's my people bait. <laughs> That's no, funny. no, it's me. See, maybe you're just you're baiting the wrong ones. Yeah. You gotta be baiting the people and yeah. keep them out of your way. Yeah, I'll just drop them off in the parking lot to be a park. Free Bud Light. Everyone stay here and have fun. Yeah, <laughs> I'll right. go to my stand. I <laughs> I agree. I, I mean, like I said, I had a lot of that happen when I was younger, and immediately I was like, I can't deal with this. Totally. You know? Cause you spend so, so much time. It's just the preparation, yeah, the, the time, thing. the effort. You get there and you drive a certain distance, and you're like, oh my god, it's just wasted. So, no. and, and there's no, what amazes me, even in states like Pennsylvania, there's no restrictions where they allow deer hunting, small game hunting, because I've, I've had a lot of small game guys ruin my hunts too. Hunting small game and bird all at the same time, there's, there's zero restrictions in terms of zones or locations. Like a bird hunter could be shooting pheasants there and the small game guy could be running his dogs through there, shooting rabbits, and I'm right here trying to deer hunt. And I've had that before. And I'm like, well, this is just... Right. This is just a chaos. We're all doing it at the same time. No one, right. you know, the only person really having success is the the bird hunter. I don't know how you guys don't have more people get shot. <sighs> um, Yet we do. Yeah. Well. Every year. Yep. All right. Well, anything else that anyone wanted to bring up? Otherwise, I think this was pretty cool. I think it was a definitely a different perspective, you mm -hmm. know, remembering. For me, it was remembering these guys hearing um, what it's like compared to what we have. And, and I tell you, I'd like to it go tells do it us once just to just go out there. Listen, I, no desire. I don't hunting, think I want to go to the, the state land, though. Our hunting season into, is, is lasts until about February 18th. More than happy when your season's over, you know, I'll give you my address. We could go hunting January and February out there. Well, I'm definitely coming January. All right, then. I'm yeah, not, he's going to go shaking heads. Yeah, I'm not kidding. I'm going to go probably don't shed till a little later. every year. When well, I'm just going to be there until one does. All right, that's fair. All right. Well, guys, we want to thank you guys again for joining the Raised Hunting Podcast. This one was good. Eddie, thank you for joining us. We sure thank appreciate you. it. Thanks for coming out, helping with camp. Yes, sir. Good luck on the, even though, you know, Mr. Gangster <laughs> sign over here. Good I luck agree. with the new little one. That's yes, going to be a lot yes, of fun. Well, that. hopefully we'll do it again yes, after yeah. you have one and see what your thoughts are, especially yes. when little Eddie does start hunting with you. So that'll be fun. But anyhow, I want to thank you guys. Do us a favor. Keep dropping the reviews. Keep uh, letting us know, you know, what's going on. If you got topics that you want us to cover, put them in. Let us know. Shoot us a message on social media or um, through our website, however. Make sure you guys go to Hype Innovations and check out the new sticks that have hit the, the um, market. Hit the market. But I guess the other part of that is our sense. I think oh, I can. Yeah. I think I can say that we are, should have sense back in stock and ready to sale by ready for sale by. I'm gonna say July 4th, but I, I'm thinking it's gonna be earlier than that. I think East and I talked about it too, so we're letting you know now. We're gonna do something where we'll let like podcast listeners and people that bought last year know first to make sure that they, they get their get stuff. Yes. Yeah, because yeah. it's yeah we're still gonna. 
We have a very hard time keeping it in. Well, yes. we, we have so many people that have contacted us in May and June asking for cents already that it we're anticipating a, a flood of sales. Um, so, yeah. It's all good. It is. It's good. But we want it. We do appreciate you guys, and we want to make sure that the loyal listeners are taken care of first. So, thank you guys. We sure appreciate you. This is the Raised Hunting Podcast signing off.